The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Welcome into At The Podium. This is episode 8.5, brought to you by the fine folks at SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist. Follow my work on Twitter at MichaelKistNFL, as always, BleedingGreenNation.com. Look, we have Golden Tate. He is now a Philadelphia Eagle after the Eagles trade a third-round pick to the Detroit Lions to acquire the wide receiver to add to their depth at the wide receiver position, give Carson Wentz another weapon. So what we have on tap today for press conferences first the typical Doug Peterson press conference from Monday where he goes over updates on injuries and thoughts on the team moving forward and all that. But the main course is Howie Roseman talking about how he acquired Golden Tate right before the trade deadline in a very aggressive move. It's a win now move. Let's see how it pans out, but let's hear from the man himself how that trade came about, why it made sense for him. So first we're going to have Doug Peterson and then the second press conference will be Howie Roseman. We will be back later today with the Kiston Solak show to talk about how Golden Tate fits in with this offense, what it means for the other players, for the other wide receivers, the tight ends, the weapons in this offense, how they all work together, how we think they should use Golden Tate, where he wins and whatnot. We also had the emergency show that dropped yesterday talking about our immediate reactions to the trade when it happened. Make sure you go check that out. We get into some details there, too. So check that out. But for now, let's get to these press conferences. Next, next man up. Good afternoon. How is, uh, how's Lane doing? Um, actually, uh, as of this press conference right now, because of the lateness of getting back, we pushed our treatments back, so I don't have any updates at this point. Yeah, I, can't, I can't update you on that. Same with Jalen? Same with Jalen. Yeah, all the guys that got nicked up in the game. Okay, but I know the IRA, IR decisions are coming up. Is there anybody? You have an IRA? <laughs> no, the, the injured reserve guys, you have a lot of them. Are there, is there anybody that is close in your 
estimation to being active? Yeah, we got a couple guys that uh, you know that that we're going to evaluate here in the next couple of weeks. But uh, you know, I mean, Richard Rogers is one of those guys. He got hurt in, in preseason, and and so he he's he's getting close. Um, you know, Mac Hollins is there. You know, Mike Wallace is is going to be you know a little bit later because of the lateness of his his injury. Um, and and then of course you know being on the active is Sproles. Sproles is another one that we're going to continue to monitor each each day each week and. You know these guys are doing a heck of a job with their rehab. Obviously, they want to get back out on the field, and and uh, we got some time this week to to get them ready and, and see where see where we're at next week. Doug, among the the running backs, um, if you look at the group this year compared to last year, um, you know Legarrette last year really gave you a, a strong short yardage kind of force kind of guy. D do you think you have that? Are you are you hoping Josh can be that guy? Where do you think those yards? Well, I, th I think we have that guy. Um, if you watch if you watch and go back and watch the game. Um, you know, I called a few more third and two, third and three runs uh, in the game that we converted. Um, and, and, of course, Josh was in the game at the time. Wendell had some tough runs. He had the tough run at the end of the game to ice the game, basically. So we're very comfortable. Corey is another one that um, can can get us those yards. And, and really, a lot of that starts up front. I thought our offensive line blocked extremely well against a tremendous front. Uh, against Jacksonville, and and I I feel real comfortable with uh, you know the guys we have back there. You had mentioned that you hoped this trip would be kind of galvanizing for the team. Are there signs that it, it was that? Yeah, I think I I honestly the way the way we played for four quarters, you saw the enthusiasm, you, th you saw the excitement with the players, the team. You know, afterwards, just I mean, we were we were together for about you know two and a half days, really, um, and and it's it's really good to. To be able to do that. Now, this is why it's a, it was a great trip, great timing for the trip, obviously. Um, and the guys handled their business extremely well, treated it like a business trip, like we always do. Uh, we won on the road, you know, you know, in an environment that is can be kind of universal both ways. But felt like we had a we had a really good contingency of Eagle fans there that, that really helped us too. What was that flight home like? Long. <laughs> um, no, it was great. It was it was it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, guys were guys were relaxed and, and just uh, you know sort of talking about plans this week and just I think just having the, the time off is really really crucial and and uh, it was a great trip back. As far as the running backs, uh, back to them for a little bit. Was Josh getting the extra touches? Was that a game plan thing or sort of a field thing because he got going early on? It, it's some of his game plan and and you know. Um, when Deuce and I look at the run game after Coach Stoutland puts puts the plan together, Deuce and I will sit down, more Deuce really, and, and he starts putting who he wants in on certain runs. And, and Josh had a few more this week. And and quite frankly, uh, the second half of the game, we just we utilized one one run scheme, uh, just a couple different formations. And and Josh just happened to be the the hot hand at the time and um, did some did some nice things, but. Um, you know, it's uh, it's something that we continue to look at each week and, and try to get all the guys involved if we can. The argument could be made that right now the second half of your schedule is a t is tougher than the first half. Uh, what areas or area do you think you guys need to improve in the most going into the second half of the season? Well, I think that, uh, you know, we, we have to continue to get better on third down, even though we were pretty good in the game the other day. Uh, red zone efficiency has got to improve the second half of the season. We've got to score more points. I mean, that's those are things that that that, that I I take note of, obviously. And as a play caller, I, I get to control that some. But you know, and then uh, you know, defensively, I think our red zone defense is is playing extremely well. We're holding teams to to three and not seven, which is which is really good. Um, and, and so just 
we just got to keep improving. We got to get better. Hopefully, you know, we get a uh, we get some guys back healthy. You know, the second half of the season, and and uh, you know, we know our division. We got five division opponents in the next eight weeks, and and so that's that's a challenge. But everything's right in front of us. With the trade, with the trade deadline coming up tomorrow, do you anticipate moves with the Eagles? Well, let me say this, that uh, I'm very confident and comfortable with the guys we have, very confident in those guys, and, and it's a group. We're constantly looking. Um, if we can add value, if we can add talent anywhere on the team, you know, we're going we're gonna to look at that, how he's going to look at that. And and so, you know, we'll see. Uh, we got a little time here in these next couple of days, but, you know, if it, if it values the Eagles and helps us win games, you know, we'll see. How, how, uh, how, how, the, injuries? how have the injuries played into that? Um. You know, I mean, you gotta you gotta look at it a little bit, you know, from an injury standpoint, because we we have missed, you know, some guys first part of the season. Um, I don't think that's the sole purpose for, you know, making a move. I, I think it has to be one it has to be the right person, has to be a good character fit, has to fit what we do offensively, um, and and if it if it values us and helps us win games, then then, you know, we'll stay aggressive that way, and that's that's always been our 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 mindset. Versatile pieces on the offensive line. V had to play right and left tackle. Isaac had to kick out. Wiz had to play center and left guard. How important is it to have those guys that can move around? I mean, you, you just you, you hit it. I mean, that's that's so important. Um, gosh, Lane goes down early in the game. You know, um, basically first series of the game. He's down. So, so big V's in there. Then, then JP comes out. It's just... It's a credit to one the player, uh, then it's a credit to you know Coach Stoutland and Eugene and the guys for getting the the the, the next guy ready to go each week. I mean it's just been it's been it's been sort of impressive to to watch that whole thing take shape because now Isaac's out there playing right tackle who took no right tackle reps during the week and he's playing right tackle. Then he has to come back and play left tackle or left guard. Wiz is in the game, you know so. Then Big V's in the game and finishes at right tackle. So these guys really, it's important to have flexibility there and versatility there. We know JP's a left tackle. We know Kelsey's a center, right? We know Lane's a right tackle. Um, but to have your 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 next guy, you know, Brandon Brooks is your right guard, but to have those swing guys is so valuable and, and it paid off for us in the game. Does that impact your play calling at all when you're like, oh my gosh, I got all these? It, it, you know, early when when the new guy comes in, you want to make sure he settles into the game. So you might call a run or two a little bit more, maybe a quick pass or something like that, that just to kind of get them settled in to the speed of the game, get caught up. But you know, after that, man, it's it's still back on back on task at hand and and uh, and and you know, maintaining the same same game plan. Corey Clement had such an impressive out of nowhere rookie season last year, and, and I guess there was some outside expectation that he would take more leaps forward. Considering the injuries that you've had at running back, what have you made of his second season? So he's far? been he's been great. He's been he's been doing everything we've asked him to do. Of course, he was he was nursing an injury, you know, first part of this season, training camp, and all that, and he's bounced back from that. And um, you know, he, he's done a great job. Plus, he's playing special teams. So he's a valuable part of what we do and, and a huge part of our success a year ago and, and obviously this year. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously the ball security thing, I mean, that's uh, – you can see with his mobility and being able to move the pocket and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, we keep talking about that. And and one thing that, you know, um, yesterday we had the fumble and then, of course, he had the pick. But, uh, listen, we just, we just keep shooting, man. You know, we keep shooting. It's, you know, it's hard to take away the aggressiveness because you don't want to. Um, but but he knows he's got to protect the football. You know, we talk about it, and, you know, we just, just keep – Keep on it. Doug, the filing seems to be coming at the perfect time. How important is it not just for everybody to heal up, but kind of emotionally, mentally, with the way the first half is going, to kind of get away from things for about a week? I think it's important, um, coaches and players, quite frankly. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, this time of the season, everybody, it's a great time, you know, obviously to have a break and, and everybody can kind of get away and sort of relax, enjoy family, friends, and, and uh, you know, I'm going to get a chance to go watch our son play college football this weekend so it's exciting for us but um get away get rested get healed guys are in here getting treatment um you know some guys are traveling some guys aren't you know and and but it's uh it's a good time good time to be around family when we get close to the trade deadline like this when we get close to the trade deadline what's your um role in that whole process does howie say here a few guys we're thinking about and you look at tape or, or does it not get to that point until talks are heavier you know, it's it's hard, you know, because we're game planning and stuff leading up to all this, you know, for us to to spend a lot of time evaluating, you know, players and all that. But yeah, Howie's Howie's Howie and I've been, you know, direct communication, um, and and talking about certain certain things and and you know scenarios or what this that and the other. But um, if he has a handful of guys, you know, whenever you can find time, you, you look at them and see if see if that person fits, you know. So that communication is always there. Um, and and it's been it's really been a good process. What's that? Do you bring up needs with him? Like if, if there's a position you think could. You know, I think one of the things that that he and I I think we're both on the same page with all that. You know, um, and we look at our we look at our roster, and and again, if it's a if it's if it's an area that can help us help us win games in these next eight weeks, and then hopefully beyond. You know, uh, we're gonna we're gonna maintain that aggressiveness and. And just like we did with Jay, you know, a year ago, and uh, helped us win a championship. So, you know, that's uh, that's all part of this process. With respect to the, uh, for the the fumble that wasn't by Josh, um, how do you evaluate that? Did, did you talk to him about it? Say, you know, can't do that in this situation. Did you chalk it up to, you know? Well, one, it comes down to a little bit of experience. Um, you know, he, gosh, he, you know, you hate to take again aggressiveness away from anybody on the football field, and and situations like that, just, you know. We talk to him after that, just say, you know, you don't have to fight sometimes for the extra yardage, just kind of just go down. Now, you also have to be mindful of in a pile, that's when defenders begin to sort of rip at the ball. And, and those are all things that he's he'll learn from, you know, and, and I was fortunate that the play was overturned in our favor. Not many changes uh, from your standpoint this week? Is it still sort of like a self-scout and, and then start preparing? Yeah, we can do a little both. Um, I, I think we've, we've – uh, you know, as a staff, offense, defense, special teams really go back and can can focus on some areas. You know, in the first eight games that that we either struggled in or had success in, learn from it and and come up with a plan as we move forward. I think it's a great couple of days with no real you know game, obviously this weekend, but to be able to look look ahead to to our next opponent and the Cowboys and and kind of get a feel for them and, and put some thoughts on paper. So when the players come back, that we can. 
you know, we can execute and then start start that process too. Just one more about the running backs. Wendell, you know, didn't have as great a role last season. You went out and brought in some guys in Jay and, and LeGarrette. Um, where is he now? I mean, has he kind of grown into a more trustworthy kind of player for you guys? We have a ton of confidence in Wendell. I, I've always, um, you know, you, you kind of saw what he did in training camp this year. It felt like he was, was one of those players. I, I've been there as a player, too, where you're kind of your back's against the wall and you just come out swinging and, and see what happens. And he was one of those players this year that had a great training camp. And he, he's just been a steady player for us, and he's getting better and better. And, um, you know, we got a lot of confidence in him and, and, and ask him to do a lot of stuff, whether it's in protection or the run game. And made a, made a you know, really the screen was a, was a great – Great play by him, but the offensive line helped there. And then, of course, the run to ice the game. So this guy's a, been a valuable part to what we're doing. Yeah. Last one, please. All right. Oh, last one. How tough is it with the whole process when you have guys on IR who may or may not come back? Well, the one thing with that and, and you know, is you got time with these guys that come back. You know what I mean? So um, you don't have to make a decision right away. So you get a chance to kind of see where the injured guys are at uh, in practice and all that and before you make any kind of – any kind of decision. So, um, you know, we get, you got a little time. You got a little time there, and, and uh, that's kind of where we're at right now. Thanks. Hey, guys, thanks for coming. I know it's been a long weekend with the trip. Um, we traded today for Golden Tate from Detroit Lions. We're really excited to bring him to Philly. Uh, fits what we do offensively. Fits what we do from a character perspective, and um, can't wait to get him in here and for our, everyone in Philly to see uh, what we're getting. Well, one, you know, he's 30 years old, um, a tremendously productive player. And at the end of the day, the price is what it is. Um, you know, when you look around the league and what the market is for these guys, um, there's no one more productive than Golden Tate in the last uh, since 2012. Uh, he's in the top 10 in receiving yards, receptions. Um, his run after the catch numbers are phenomenal. They're always at the top of the league. Uh, so we're really excited to get him. Um, you're always trying to get the best price. There's no doubt about it. But uh, we're not trying to win the trades. We're trying to get really good players. And uh, the message to our fans, to our players, to our coaches, to everyone in this organization is our foot's always going to be on the gas and um, we're always trying to win we're always going to try to put our best foot forward and what we can do now is try to do that for this season and this moment and that's what we're going to do and that's our responsibility sure um lots of conversations over the last month or two really um starting at final cuts and continued conversations with people um, I can tell you that uh, our staff has talked to every team in the league. Uh, any player that you could imagine we'd be interested in, uh, we've inquired about. That's our job. Uh, we, we do our due diligence on all of that and uh, have had conversations with the Detroit Lions and uh, their general manager, Bob Quinn, who does a heck of a job for them, and just kind of continue those conversations. And it got to the point where we had to weigh the prices of everything that was on the market um, and – look at what would it be if we did nothing. And we felt like uh, this was a really good move for our football team and uh, a move that we were really excited about. He's one of the league's top uh, third down receivers, Howie. That's an area you guys have been kind of up and down this year after a, a really good year on, as a third down team last year. 
How did that play into uh, the appeal of bringing him aboard? Yeah, certainly a big factor in terms of improving our weapons and, and uh, our supporting cast around our quarterback. Uh, we know we got good players on offense already. Um, you know, we got a great coaching staff who puts them in the right positions. And when we had this conversation, a big part of it is talking to our coaches and asking them how what their vision is of Golden and how they would use him. And when you talk to them and see the excitement on their faces for getting him in here and the way they can get him involved and also the opportunities to open things up for our other players, uh, it was really exciting uh, just to hear that. And, um, you know, that's why we pulled the trigger. Probably as far as faith, you mentioned how the coaches are going to use him traditionally. He's excelled in the slot, sort of what Nelson is very effective about as well. Is that a bit of a redundancy or just adding good players? No, you have versatility there. You know, all those guys can play inside and out, um, and that that's the excitement that our coaches have is that you're not just having one guy lined up in a particular situation and defenses know this guy's going to line up there. And uh, for us, uh, that's another part of the excitement of bringing this guy is his inside-out versatility. Um, same with Nelly, his inside-out versatility. Alshon lines up inside and out, and uh, our coaches have a game plan for all those guys. Certainly our tight ends in the middle of the field and the damage they can do. Uh, and we're going to get some guys back too. So uh, we want to be multiple on offense. We want to be a handful for defense coordinators. And uh, this this guy is a heck of a player. And uh, I think our fans are going to be really excited to see him um, in Eagles Green. Having the draft picks that you have, the wealth of draft picks that you have, did that make the price a little bit easier for you guys in negotiations? I'll tell you what. Um, you know, it's it's like you could look at it one of two ways. Sometimes you kind of, um, when you have money in your pocket that you're given, you kind of sit there and you go, well, this extra money, you know, it's found money and I'm going to use it like that. But the way we look at it is, um, you know, we had this extra pick, but it was our pick. So it wasn't one that we were just going to say, hey, because we have an extra two, we're just going to be flipping about how we throw picks around. Um, it was about the value of this player for our football team, um, what we think he could do for us, and obviously the market that was going on at this time. And, um we know that it wasn't a cheap price to pay, but again, we're not trying to win the deal. We're trying to win games. As a follow-up question, I guess a better way to ask it is, it, it seems that, that this trade really indicates at 4-4 four four you feel like you're very much still a contender. Is that accurate to say? Oh, there's no doubt. Um, we have a lot of confidence in our players and our coaching staff. Um, has everything gone exactly the way we thought this year? No, I don't think any season does, but uh, we think we have a, a really good football team and we're adding a really good player and Again, we're going to keep our foot on the gas, and, and that's our message. That's our message to our fans. That's our message to our organization, and uh, we're not going to sit on our hands. And, um, you know, when you get an opportunity, it's, it's hard to find really good players, and this is a really good player um, who really fits kind of this culture and this community, this city. He's just he's a hardworking, determined guy with a lot of passion, a lot of energy, and uh, what he does with the ball in his hands is, is special. At this time last year, after trading for Jay, you emphasize the trade was not just for that season. It's not a rental, but going mm -hmm. forward. How do you reconcile the fact that you know, he has eight games left on his contract? Yeah, that's part of our analysis. Uh, certainly, um, when you're looking at it, you have to balance the fact that he's going to be a free agent. Um, and we have a bunch of free agents here. But we did all of that um, research and background onto the ramifications of which way this can go. Um, and we were comfortable with it at the end of the day. You know, it's hard to make a trade where you're just jumping up and down and feeling like, you know, you won the trade. A lot of these trades, they're tough decisions. And um, 
the hardest trades, the ones that are the most fair are the ones that are hard to pick up the phone and say, done deal. And uh, certainly the compensation for the Lions was a good price for them too, but we're really happy to get the player. What makes you comfortable that he can come in at this stage in the season, pick up the offense, and pretty much in position where he has to contribute right away for it to you know, be a good trade? Yeah, we try to do our background and research on players. Uh, certainly we do a lot in college and then um, as much as we can under the radar so we're not, we're not alerting things and certainly not tampering with any player or any team. Um, but uh, we know there's an incredibly smart guy, an incredibly hard worker, and uh, we feel very confident that a lot of things we are doing here are things that he's done in the past and that uh, the bye week certainly helps. I mean, this isn't a situation where we're getting a guy – on Tuesday, and he's got to come in and play on Sunday. Um, we have a little bit of time to get him up to speed, and um, during the season, the playbook uh, gets a little smaller because it's all um, game plan specific. So I think that will help him too. Hey, Howard, how much uh, hey. has this league changed as a whole over the past few seasons? You see more deals. This division alone, Washington made a move. Dallas made a high-profile move. Giants are selling. The old school was sort of like this is a not a plug-and-play league. Is that changing? I don't know. You know, I think that people, because of the amount of salary cap room that's available, I think people are, are more open to making deals. At the same time, um, it, I think it's got to help those particular teams, so it's all dependent on the particular names and the particular compensation involved. Um, I think there are probably more deals today than there have been in the last few years uh, on a trade deadline day, and I think it's also because the league is compressed. I mean, there's a lot of teams kind of stuck in the pack and trying to separate themselves, and where we are, it's not even Halloween. So um, it makes it fun. It definitely does. But um, we did this trade because we think it helps our football team, and that was really our major concern here is just trying to help our team. What kind of efforts were there to get other positions? Why wide receiver over running back, D-back, D-line, corner? Yeah, again, as we talked about here, um, there was no question about the efforts we've made here in the last couple of weeks. Um, and then we just try to find the best player that fit our system and that fit our culture. And uh, when we looked around, it, it's a supply and demand market, and you got to deal with what the supply is on the market and then whether you're willing to pay the price. And so um, for us, th this was a, a player who's a playmaker. You know, you just can't put him into a position. It's a uh, He's so good with the ball in his hands. He can play inside and out. Um, he's got return experience as well. So, uh, you know, he doesn't just fit in a box. And uh, he can help in a lot of different ways. And then when we look at our skill positions as a whole, and maybe some of the guys we got coming back, um, we're really excited to get going here for the second half of the season. As a follow-up to that, a two-part roster question. What's this mean for, for Mike Wallace and, and, and Matt Collins first? And then second, what move was made to get, to get Golden on the roster? So I, I'd answer generally um, in terms of injuries. Uh, I'm not going to discuss any specific injuries, but um, certainly in constant communications with our medical staff about when guys are coming back and um, we want to add to this roster. We're optimistic that we're going to add internally to this roster. And, you know, for us, when we were looking at, at this moment in time, it's not only this move that we're making, but some guys that we anticipate coming back for the second half that we think are really going to add to our team. Um, they're almost like making additions without giving up the draft pick. There's still plans. There's still potential plans that happen. Oh, there's no doubt that uh, there are guys that we have to return to play spots that we can use, and um, we're going to get guys healthier here in the second half, and, and we're excited about that. Um, in terms of the roster move, um, 
we've, we've made a roster move. We want to communicate it to the player first. So I just want to be respectful of that. And we, we couldn't get in touch with them. How much is the uh, compensatory pick kind of that factor into your analysis when you do have a guy who could potentially leave after eight games? Yeah, I think last off season was the first time we spent uh, you know time and effort on, on the compensatory system, and um, you know going forward, that's something that we're going to have to look at, and, and we're looking at it as we evaluate our roster and uh, think about our picks going forward, and uh, we anticipate we're going to get some good ones this year. Um, we do have a bunch of free agents uh, after th this year, and. Um, when we sit down in the off season, that's going to be part of our calculation and a formula, and certainly part of our analysis whenever we acquire anyone or uh, think about signing or extending players at this point and in March when we get to the free agent market. The logistics of the London week uh, kind of delay any potential deal of happening, just because of all the stuff that goes on during that time. No, you know, I think the interesting thing about London is like we get this like five hour head start on the day. So it's different than being on the West Coast where you're playing from behind. You know, we were kind of ahead. So um, I know I was sitting on my phone and I'm going 4 a.m., 5 a.m., bad time to call. Yeah, that's probably not right right now. So um, I don't think it was any factor other than coming home Sunday to Monday. So excited very excited uh a lot of uh happy people upstairs and um you know our owners very excited about it too this is a guy that we've had so much respect for as a competitor and playing against him and watching him play and seeing him in cross tape and um you know just just fun i think uh, our fans um our team just getting him here um seeing what he brings on the field off the field to the practice field the competitiveness you know, that's, that's what we're looking for. Not that, that we don't have it now, but it's just going to raise the level of everyone. So um, excited to part. Thank you. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. My name is Bill Matz. I am the director of Fun and Games for Broad Street Hockey Radio Podcasts. And I am Kelly, the deputy managing editor of BroadStreetHockey.com. I'm Steph Driver, the NHL Editorial Manager for SB Nation. And I am Charlie O'Connor, lead Flyers writer for TheAthletic.com. And together we make up BSH Radio, one of the shows that you get at the SB Nation podcast family. We have a lot coming to you this year, and we want you to listen to our show. It is just an all-flyers, all-the-time show, so much content. I really hope you listen to it. It is a great piece of the SB Nation podcast family, along with all your other favorite sports. We all love hockey, specifically the Flyers. Let's go the Flyers. The hockey team, the Flyers.